Hello, Richard here, and welcome to the 95 Travel Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Um, hopefully, you join me on my journey, hopefully on a bi-weekly or fortnightly basis, hopefully maybe eventually weekly. Um, the goal is to go over travel tips, have travel tricks, um, travel news just for the 95 out there, people like you and me who travel and work um, 95s, which is why it's called the 95 Travel Podcast. Now, if you came from YouTube, well, you can probably see me saying hello right now. If you're listening, well, hello as well, but you just look, see here in the audio. But let's get straight into it. No more uh, kind of dilly-dally. So something that's quite interesting. Um, actually, I want to start with this one, Kayak. So Kayak is a meta engine, search engine, what do you want to call it, that you know helps you find flights, I think entertainment as well. Um, and they're originally trying to open their own lifestyle hotel um, branches, I guess you could say. But it looks like they um, are kind of cutting back out of this, I, I guess, news. Um, we made a decision towards the end of um, 2022 to focus on hotel tech instead of building a chain of K-branded properties. As a result, part of ways with a small team of folks focus on the effort, we still have engineers on the tech side. Now, we all know that creating, like, creating a hotel brand and actually creating properties is a big money spender, you could say. You need to have a lot of capital. So it makes sense that they're going to focus on hotel tech. Um, but is there enough or a lot of... Ho- is there too much hotel tech? I don't know. Um, not sure. I-, I mean, from a monetary perspective, this makes sense. Um, so this is, you know, it makes sense that they're doing this. But um, Hefner said that Kai still wants to build that hotel tech business. Sister company, Booking.com, both part of Booking Holdings, tried... Something regular, uh, something similarly several years ago, but closed down the product bookings uh, suit. So I didn't know that Booking.com even tried this as well. It's very hard to create a hotel chain, um, as you might know. Um, there's not that many out there. There's you know boutique ones, but mainly it's under a specific brand. Um, and so yeah, I understand it's a bit harder. I think the tech side is you know makes more sense to stick to. I actually didn't know Kayak was under Booking.com. Well, so I'm learning that as well. Oyo cuts IPO size in half um, for $600 million instead of a $1.1 billion IPO. So, okay, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, half the size of that. So, I think Oyo is an Indian. Let me just quickly check. Oyo, hotels, uh, is it? No, not Indian. Indian's best online hotel booking site. So, they're a... Kind of like an Expedia for an India, so that's you know, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I think with the tech, like technology kind of things going on with the kind of the downturn as well as just technology getting a huge hit, makes sense that the IPO down. But yeah, that's something interesting as well. And actually, I've, I'm on the um, UNWTO, which is a World Tour Organization. It's a world, it's a government, I guess you could say government well uh, done website. And I saw this article, Sustainable Destination Summit. So sustainability is becoming a really big thing. Um, leave a comment if you're on YouTube. Send me an email what you think about this or whatever. But sustainable traveling, what do you think? Should we be, as a consumer, be thinking about sustainable traveling? Should we be paying for more sustainable travel? Or should the airlines itself or the tourists, uh, tourism organizations take the brunt of it? Um, it is interesting. So it looks like during the two-day summit, UNWTO provides updates, blah, 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 blah. Um, 800 businesses, destinations, governments commit to achieving a net zero tourism sector by 2050. So, I mean, that's huge. 
Bing gets in that 25th uh, net zero, um, I guess, pollution, or like, I'm assuming just in that respect, in the next 25, 27 years, um, that's huge. 800 businesses and destinations, government, governments, I'm not sure who. Um, I mean, governments, fair enough. Businesses, I wonder if airlines, like, obviously, there's a lot of private jets. I think I read a stat recently, 90, over the last year, not, there were 90,000 private jet flights around the world. Um, and it was an uptick as well. So that's huge if you think about it. Um, so maybe we need to reduce private jet intake. I think that's a big focus point. I think it was brought up a lot in the news and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's interesting. By the way, I didn't even address it. I'm hoping to keep these kind of podcasts less than 10 minutes, hopefully five to 10 minutes long. Um, I kind of want it as like an update to you about what's happening as always, any travel tips and stuff that I find. But I thought I'd end this segment or this podcast episode one with this kind of little thing i wanted to kind of go over like are these eight trip upgrades what would you have done like what would you take so let's go into the eight trip upgrades that you're that always apparently worth splurging on let's go with number one hire a travel agent or advisor so i don't actually agree with this motion i think it's useful in certain situations if you need language um, oh, sorry, if you don't know the country that well and you're not confident in booking anything, especially if it's a dangerous country, etc., maybe a travel agent or advisor could help. So the, the comment here, they end up spending more money than they otherwise would um, or waste valuable time on hold with airlines and stuff. I don't agree with that. I don't think a lot of agents actually have. I think in Australia, there's only one. Like, what I'm saying is a travel agent not necessarily does not necessarily have, I mean, there's definitely travel agents out there with, big hotlines with an airline and you know they can get through immediately but there are a lot out there especially boutique ones that don't have that power and honestly um if you find the right numbers you can actually get through and i think airlines are getting better with this with um especially after post-covid on answering um i guess telephone lines you could say um but either way i think personally i feel like yeah i feel like that there, there needs to be um you got to kind of think about it it's not like it definitely end up spending more you know like it's i think it's situational so I, I don't agree with this i personally have done one travel agent once before and i didn't it actually was a terrible experience so i actually book all my own travels i do all my own um kind of itineraries and stuff and i think honestly travel agents are getting lazier that's just my opinion i think in the past like they were pretty like they hope you schedule and stuff but they're getting lazier like it's honestly like they just kind of throw stuff at you and then hope you pay and stuff so i think honestly not a fan VIP arrival international airports. I don't agree with this. Um, yeah, dumb, honestly. Like, if you book a good flight, book a good timing. If you can't, well, I mean, just arrive earlier, right? So, not. I don't really. I don't agree with that. High quality luggage and sneakers. Hundred percent agree with this. There's no. It's we know what. Like they throw our luggage around. So having good high quality luggage with good wheels is very important. Good sneakers. I injured my foot traveling um, South Korea wearing bad sneakers. So I 100% agree with this. I went from buying $10 sneakers, which I, you know, they're really easy to put on, which is my, one of my criteria of shoes. And it just ruined my foot. And I spent, you know, four days just kind of not really walking that much, to be honest. And I bought some New Balance sneakers, solved that issue. So yeah, 100% agree with that. Private transfer services, navigating public transport taxes or Ubers upon arrival in a brand new institution. Well, I mean, once again, I think if they have Ubers, if they have Grabs, if they have some kind of private sharing, ride-sharing service, I think it's okay. I think we're getting better with this stuff. I don't agree with this as well. Um, I've done private transfer services. It's quite hefty price. Um, just doing a bit of, you know, 
a bit of extra early research on what ride sharing thing you can do in that country normally to be honest works quite well um hotel rooms with certain amenities that's once again a bit of a situational thing um i do like to have a bit of like coffee machine espresso machine but that's probably pretty much all you want if you're traveling on holidays you want to get out there more you don't want to be like, sitting in your hotel room to be honest so in my opinion having a bed shower you know just standard stuff you're obviously good enough, in my opinion unless you know you're a high roller private tours with local guides um i do agree with this one i think um depending on situations once again if you're in a country where you want to explore you know more of a low profile areas then yeah i honestly feel like my i've done pr- private tours local guides i definitely agree with him maybe not locking yourself into a one-week guide maybe you know like a half a day definitely quite valuable airport line security lane fast pass so i know tsa pre-check is a big thing i know i've heard really good great things about it so 100 percent agree if you're in the u.s like and you travel a decent amount maybe getting that is quite worth it especially the fact that you know you can arrive a bit later um, and I was in the US recently and the TS pre-check was a lot faster. I'll tell you that. So yeah, definitely pretty useful. And finally, travel insurance, the most important part, to be honest. I think travel insurance has saved me so many times. Um, so buying good travel insurance definitely helps. So in this kind of out of eight, from a luxury perspective, I would say travel insurance, uh, private tours, depending on the situation, um, high quality luggage, 100%. So those three are probably the first out of the eight, I, you know, would agree with wholeheartedly i could say so yeah hopefully that's interesting i don't know if that's something that is i should be doing in, in this podcast moving on but hopefully that's interesting are these eight trip upgrades something that you do leave a comment or leave something leave let me know um i'll leave my email in the description as well so yeah hopefully that's it we just hit the 10 minute mark hope you really enjoy this episode one i'm going to be doing as much as possible hopefully next episode i actually have a really cool travel hack which a lot of people can appreciate um, and use actually immediately for their travel. So yeah, um, I'll see you in the next podcast video. What do you want to call it? Yeah, cheers.